0: You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, April 14th. We have some stories. It's kind of like... Storytime with Uncle Craig today.
1: Yes. I like it. <laughs> I might just name this episode that. Or Storytime
0: oh, no. with with, with Chaplin Mueller we're going to share some <laughs> some great stories with you here in just a little bit of of uh, our chaplains who are serving so uh, so faithfully so diligently uh, around the globe and oftentimes in many places we know we don't know, don't know Mm -hmm. anything about. So uh, we're thankful to have some quality time with Chaplain Craig Mueller. Share those stories in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us in studio this morning, the Reverend Craig Mueller. Mueller, He's a director of ministry to the Armed Forces. Chaplain Mueller, thanks so much for being our guest here on the Coffee Hour this morning.
2: It's great to be here with you guys. Truly, to actually be
0: here. (laughs) To be in person. Thank you so much for coming to the studio and spending some time with us and uh, sharing with us the story of uh, LCMS chaplains who serve in ministry to the armed forces. To paint a picture for us, where are LCMS chaplains serving today? And I know, obviously, we don't know exactly where they are, but to paint a picture for us, help us understand where they're serving.
2: Sure. To not sound too uh, cliche, all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, it, it, but it is true. You know, our, our numbers, we probably have about uh, 68 on active duty. We have a few uh, reserve chaplains who are mobilized. But when you look at the map, um, they're all over the world. We have, uh, obviously, all the service branches. So we have Air Force, uh, Navy, Army. And then, of course, the Navy also covers the Coast Guard um, and the Marine Corps. So we've got them scattered pretty much everywhere. It's kind of unique right now. We actually have... Um, three carriers, which there are not a lot of them in the Navy, who have Missouri Senate chaplains on them. Mm-hmm. So we have the USS Nimitz has one of our chaplains. The USS Ronald Reagan, out of Japan, has actually two of our chaplains. And then we have the USS Eisenhower has one of our chaplains. One of our full, former co workers, a bomberger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so Rachel Bomberger's husband, Ken, is on the USS Eisenhower.
0: Still here and in the mornings here. He was yes. so gracious <laughs> and put in so many hours recording uh, Orazio for us here. Yeah. On he K- has that great also. radio
2: voice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so we still
0: get to hear him. Okay. I, before I hand it off to Sarah, I have, I have a personal question. Who's on the, the Nimitz? On well, the Nimitz is M- Mally. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, Chaplain Valley.
2: Yes. So yep.
0: my nephew is on the, the Nimitz.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. We definitely have to get them connected then because, well, of course they had that long, you probably heard. Yes. That's part of my sea stories that uh, I'm saving it. for later. Yeah. And then also on the Reagan, my brother's on the Reagan. Ah. And then also we have another chaplain there who's with the Air Wing, which flies onto the ship before they deploy. And he's uh, Chaplain Engel from Concordia, Missouri. So. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's really a small world, but they're all over the world, I guess. <laughs>
1: so now I'm curious do the do the duties of a chaplain on board a ship are they different than than duties out uh, deployed elsewhere in the world? Is is it different in any way when you're when you're with that group of of service members on board a
2: ship? That's a good question because you know while the core things are all the same, obviously, word and sacrament ministry, mm-hmm. the uh, environment is different uh, on a ship. Uh, you sometimes get a lot of collateral duties, um, other things like, uh, of course, with COVID, that's part of my sea stories, too. You'll yeah. love those. You know, they used to be kind of like the uh, Liberty tour director, you know, to <laughs> set up things when they go to a port, mm-hmm. so other than going to a bar or other places that most of our, our sailors uh, might want to go to. So they kind of do the cultural things and they could be part of the PAO public affairs or so there's a lot of collateral duties because you know you're on a ship you got to work as a team and just do what you got to do but obviously the primary mission is still provide uh, divine services bible studies counseling and all that so i think the thing on a ship which is really unique and and is really you do have a captive audience mm-hmm. you are their pastor you know of course the carriers that i mentioned it's not a small congregation wow. you know with the air dead on board it could be up to five six thousand um, sailors so that's a lot of sailors and there's probably three ships uh, crew chaplains and then you get the air they come with the chaplain so when all the planes and jets come on board they bring their chaplain with them so that helps a little bit you know with the pastoral care but that, that's kind of what it is you know if the Marines it's uh, a lot of it in the field mm-hmm. you know but you really pretty much are your units chaplain mm-hmm. you know you get that relationship developed
0: hmm. Every time before we talk, I I spend time, like, I go back to the Ministry of Armed Forces Facebook page and I watch the videos. (laughs) We need to share those, too, because there's so many good stories on there. And I know you have some stories to share about um, our chaplains. What are the challenges that they're facing today? I know you mentioned some challenges. What are those, those stories of challenges that our chaplains have been facing recently?
2: Sure. Some of our sea stories coming from a Navy chaplain, but I'll tell the stories from all of our branches. But, you know, it's in some ways, it's not any different than the challenges that our pastors have had in any church worker during the COVID, including you all here, mm-hmm. trying to conduct business as, uh, you know, to to do your job, take care of people. But I think the challenge for, and we just mentioned those ship, uh, and I think what they're more unique is we just kind of hinted at that, uh, I can't remember the exact day, but it was almost a total year that the Nimitz was underway without any port visit. So you can imagine wow. being on the ship. I mean, they may get – there were a couple times, I think, that uh, they – you know, refueled or whatever they could get on the dock or mm-hmm. do whatever, but they couldn't do anything. And you know, most people. So the challenge is morale. You know, most people join the Navy to see the world, or these kids get the <laughs> see opportunity. On a and, ship, and you get to see a lot of water. You <laughs> oh, know, and, and then they of course had to wear masks on the ship oh, too. Yeah. So wherever they were. So for, uh, you know, it's just kind of the. It's it's a challenge, obviously. So the chaplains try to do the best they can to. To counsel and as you can imagine with that age group again 18 to 25 you know they there's a lot of counseling mm-hmm. a lot of uh, sadness and disappointment and you know throughout the whole military too the suicidal ideations are up and but i'm sure i don't think we know yet but i think our country we're going to find some staggering statistics of, of what this lockdown and covid did to did to people who don't have that lifeline of jesus mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was probably the biggest challenge um from the cuz then i think um yeah poor uh, Chaplain Bomberger, I hope he doesn't get too mad at me he's probably he got connections you know <laughs> but you know i got him to join you know worked on him to sign up and do this great thing and as soon as he gets there moved there he gets underway you know first deployment and then they come back and they get underway. You know, second, two deployments and you know, in two years is unheard of, really. It's not that yeah. often with the carrier. So he's underway again, you know, a second time. So yeah. I haven't really talked to him in person. So <laughs> you can still, you're avoiding him. If he isn't, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, that, uh, you know, just right into the fire. And, uh, and of course he's also with the wing. So he's not really part of the ship's crew. He goes with the jets when they go on the ship. But of course they deploy just as, as much. They just sometimes fly off, you know, join it. So they can land and all that kind of stuff but uh it's so i'm looking forward to hearing some of his sea stories when he gets back you know getting uh that opportunity to go from uh parish life and you know right into the the fire of uh underway in a huge ship
1: yeah.
2: and then uh, i know uh, and our other carrier reagan on um in japan so you also got the overseas issue so that's other morale challenge because a lot of these kids join and want to see other parts of the world not just early by deployments, but just by being stationed in Japan and Spain, all over the world. But, of course, as we know, the whole world's locked down. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get to do all those exciting things, too. You know, you kind of had to. So it's not really a difference in the civilian world. I mean, but it's just a little added stress because they have to continue. I mean, they can't telework on the ship, you know, <laughs> or for the operational forces. They still have to go do their job. And so mm-hmm. that could be challenging of of doing all that
1: yeah you've mentioned word and sacrament ministry and counseling what are some of the the needs uh, if there are other, other needs of of the um, the service members that that the chaplains are serving
2: do you mean other needs of...
1: of of the military what are some of the other the other needs that that these chaplains meet when oh, they're deployed? okay I'm
2: sorry yeah yeah they really are um, they are the uh, safety valve the confidant the, The senior, I say senior because even as a chaplain, by the time they finish their MDiv and Mm -hmm. here's a parish, they're usually kind of the older group Mm -hmm. (laughs) on Mm -hmm. the ship. So they do provide a lot of mentoring, a lot of coaching, a lot of just talking through, you know, people's, you know, again, thinking 18 to 25, I know you all both are very involved in youth work and that kind of thing. There's a lot of things going on in their life Mm -hmm. and they need a lot of, uh, mentoring and counseling and, you know, some good encouragement. Uh, so that's pretty much what they do. And then what's one of the traditions, too? And I know I'm kind of heavily focusing on the Navy, so I might hear from my friends from the other <laughs> services. But one of the unique We've things... We've got time also, to talk uh, about them, too. Yeah, we will. We'll get to them. We have lots of stories. But uh one of the coolest things that we still are are able to do is on a ship underway, they do evening prayer, you know, mm. every night before taps. So it's kind of like... uh I don't know how to to be sentimental about it. You know, some people get excited about it in in a negative way. Well, why are we still doing prayer? You know, you know, on the public, but at the same time, many still just appreciate that at the end of the day, although their day doesn't really stop because they're on shift work, but (laughs) for some of them, that's just the tradition in the Navy that they are able to offer a prayer. Uh, it's kind of a a calming presence and, and a peace of God to know that uh, they're Mm -hmm. not alone. Mm -hmm. So I think they really are just that approachable person that any sailor on the ship, regardless of their rank, can come to. And again, I'll switch it to, I mean, it's the same thing with all the service branches, whether it's a soldier, sailor, airman, Coast Guardsman, or, or Marine. That relationship with their chaplain is so critical. Because that'll make or break it. I mean, they'll respect you as an officer, and this is your job, but they can tell. you know They can tell if you're genuine or not, and if you really do care for them, and if you're you're out there with them, that they know that any time they have an issue, they can come and talk to you.
0: We have more stories to share with Chaplain Craig Mueller here on The Coffee Hour. We're talking about ministry to the armed forces. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth. On this Wednesday, April 14th, 2021, KFUO Radio thanks our day sponsors, Dale and Sandy Decker of St. Louis, Missouri. Dale and Sandy made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor of Dale as they celebrate his 61st birthday today. They are thankful to the Lord for his many blessings throughout the years. Thank you, Dale and Sandy Decker, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsors. Welcome to A Peep
0: Behind the Scenes. In 1878, this book quickly sold over two and a half million copies. Now, over a hundred years later, it comes to life as a powerful audio drama. The story of the lost.
2: There's nobody loves me, and nobody never did. And the good shepherd who brings them home. For God so loved the world. On the next Lamplighter Theatre. Saturday mornings at 11
1: on Worldwide KFUO. The USA is the third largest mission field in the world, and church planning is one of the most effective means of making new disciples, new missions to new people in new places. Get ready to plow the fields.
0: Check out the Mission Field USA podcast produced by the LCMS Office of National Mission. You can find it at kfuo.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking with Chaplain Craig Mueller. He's director of ministry to the armed forces for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, sharing great stories of our servicemen and women, in particular, our chaplains who serve them. How do chaplains serve the families of uh, how do they serve military families?
2: Yeah, that's a very important part, obviously. It's kind of the phrase says, if mama ain't happy, nobody's Mm -hmm. happy. But, of course, as we know, that could also be daddy now and all the – I mean, it's a, a multi-force. But it's it's very important. That is part of the the chaplain's uh role is to take care of the, the service member and their families. And so they have to be careful to make sure that they're taken care of. So if a chaplain is one of those deploying, the others back in the garrison or at home kind of absorb that and take care of the families because the other chaplain went with them, you know, with their – service member and so there's somebody's got to take care of the family so they try to do things you know to make it as normal as possible uh, with you know Sunday school programs, vacation Bible schools Bible studies, youth you know a typical thing you would see Mm -hmm. in a parish Mm -hmm. kind of environment and of course we are kind of from Missouri Senate Chapels, we really try to encourage our Missouri Senate families to get plugged into a congregation, LCMS congregation, in their area, because mm-hmm. that is so critical to have that support when their husband or or wife is deployed, that they got that LCMS congregation that's kind of their family.
1: Mm-hmm. So I want to get to some stories, and I don't want to run out of time. You've, you've mentioned you've had you have several stories. What are some of of the stories that you've heard uh, from our service members who have been deployed in the last year?
2: I think a lot of it is just um kind of interesting in the sense that they're not really exciting in the sense that they <laughs> they were out and got to see this, you know, this cool thing and uh and things like that. But I think the interesting story to me is just um and maybe that's just because I'm a, a retired chaplain and pastor, but um the how because of all this stress, their ministry is actually stronger mm. in the sense that these kids are more open to uh, talking and I mean they have a more captive audience they really do and so the exciting thing for them is to just hear and learn all about their families and as much as information as as they share but I think um, you know some of the other exciting things are maybe more from our chaplains wives um, Mm. that uh, when their husbands are, are deployed and all of a sudden they have to move their whole household by themselves, and they kind of share with us their exciting learning. So far, they, again, haven't, they haven't been angry with me. the dramatic pauses <laughs> in I know. As I'm waiting for that phone call that says, what did you get me into? I don't remember this. I tried to warn you about that, but, uh, you know, because... But the military family is really good. They do, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, they, you're not alone, regardless of where you come from. There are kinds of resources and, and things that help in the, in the stories of the funny things that you hear about, uh, you know, now all of a sudden I'm writing the checkbook and you're not. One of my favorite stories, which is not uncommon, is one, uh, a, service member and particularly what I deal with is chaplains will deploy and they were the ones, you know, their years in the parish that did all the taxes mm-hmm. and all the funding, all the, now I got to deploy, I got to give all that to my wife and I don't want to overwhelm her. And then when he comes back, she's got it all under control and it's even better than it was before <laughs> and they have more in savings or, and it's like now he kind of feels like, well, what? Whoops. <laughs> Am I even need it anymore? <laughs> it's like no, you just let her do it, you know. Let the her... trash still needs to be taken out, exactly. so there's worry. still some trash. The trash stuff will always
0: need to be I'm taken sure out. Sure, it'll take
2: some time, you know. And that is part of our reintegration. It seems like uh, but sometimes they do come back and just feel, Okay, you did so well without me. Okay, this broke down or whatever and so how do I reintegrate back into the family? Or mm-hmm. or she did all the discipline. And now dad's home and he wants to reacquaint and so he's less likely to, you know, Kids know that they can get away with a little more
0: because mm-hmm. Dad doesn't want
2: to, and, and Mom steps in and says, "Nope." Dad doesn't <laughs> the want to be that guy. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get him back into the family. But does, it, it's just a lot of fun. It really is, and I think that's one of the things I always try to tell my uh, pastors that I'm talking to, as well as the church at large, is that these men and women who sacrifice so much to serve our nation, but they're still they're stretching them. They're getting reaching out into new areas they didn't think they would. Um, you know, some have never seen it, the ocean. Some have never flown in an airplane, you know, because you kind of grew up in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And now you're out there and having a great time learning about the different cultures and, uh, getting to know many people of different, uh, I guess economic, social backgrounds that you would never run into otherwise because it really is a kind of a melting pot in the military. And so they just have all kinds of great stories of meeting new friends and, and going out on adventures and, the, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just great
0: unless it was 2020 and then you just see lots of water uh, Yes, <laughs> or your room like everybody else. Oh, <laughs> You're, that's man. true. You're bunk. Um, you had mentioned, you know, especially on bases uh, for families, you know, having opportunity chaplains serving in, in, a, in on those bases and, and encouraging the families to connect with the local congregation, but also providing those services to the families there. Uh, and you, you mentioned like Sunday school or vacation Bible school and, and I think we have, what, three, two, maybe three DREs now? In the yeah, SMS. Think, yeah, gonna, they're not chaplains, but they're, they're, they work alongside chaplains. Yeah, thanks chaplain.
2: for sharing that. Sure. That's, that's an important part for our listeners to know about, that we have a – it's called the Director of Religious Education. And the Army has uh, a, several of those, but we have two Missouri Synod, and both of them were RDCEs. Well, the other one also became a chap and got his, mm-hmm. uh, you know, MDiv. But uh, yeah, Martha Strong, which shouldn't be mentioning her name. Who's now at Fort Leonard Wood? Uh, we've been in touch with her, and she went from uh, being a DC right into this world, and it's it's just a great uh, opportunity. It's challenging because you you really are for all faith groups there. But she has that opportunity that God provides to get you know materials good and again Christ centered materials for the the protestant group i know mm-hmm. they can't see my air quotes but <laughs> the protestant crew <laughs> you know that cuz it's all you know so that that's stuff that she can influence and and reach out and of course she's got some great stories we're going to try to actually work with the uh, communications department from the Missouri Senate to to highlight those of how she did things virtually you know, with uh, like all kinds of programs, anything from a Valentine's Day party, connecting the spouses together, you know, all the stuff. And again, probably nothing different than our parish workers do, but it's just a different environment, Mm -hmm. you know, being at, uh, with the army.
1: What about resources for, um, for veterans? I know uh, like Operation Barnabas or, or things like that. Talk about those resources for, for people who have come back.
2: Yeah, that's important. Uh, I think every one of our congregations, so all of you out in KFUO land, if your church isn't doing something um, to reach out to veterans, we have a program called Operation Barnabas, which is basically just a network. There's not a lot of taskings or anything like that. We're not top down. It really just is a community of believers of the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate who intentionally reach out to veterans of all ages. You know, Obviously, our World War II generation is – slowly dying off i mean that's uh and we're moving to the korean and then vietnam but we have a lot of our you know iraqi or war on terror veterans that are now in our mm-hmm. parishes and what it what is is just kind of an outreach to intentionally reach out to them uh and let them know that we appreciate their service to God and country and that they are welcome in the church of God cuz a sur- a soldier too can be saved as Luther said you mm-hmm. did your job vo- uh, vocationally and served with honor and dignity cuz sometimes they're just kind of on the fringes they're not really sure you know they were gone whether they served 4 years or 20 they haven't really got plugged back into their church so it, it's a program to encourage our congregations to just stop and look how can we reach out to veterans in our church as well as our community, you know, in the area? I have
0: two more things I want to get to. But before that, I want to any more stories before we jump to those. Or we did you well, ask all your me a
2: sailor about sea stories? Uh, we could be here all day. Uh, yes. Is that right? what you're saying? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> any other stories before we jump to I, I want to talk to uh, I talk about Armed Forces Day and also interest in if someone's interested in becoming a chaplain as
2: well. Well, I think maybe just one quick story that kind of ties in with that is um at the end of the day, uh, I've been in this position now 7 years, coming on act off of active duty as a, a navy chaplain but serving with the Marines the last 10 years. I have not yet had one chaplain or his wife in those 7 years of bringing on, can't remember the exact total, 20 30 pastors have said get me out of here. <laughs> you know, it it's been once they it they, it's a little fear and trepidation. It does stretch you, get you out of your comfort zone. But once they get engaged in this ministry, they really do see it's exciting. So I would say my my excitement about this position is just the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few, just like our church at large. But this is a unique targeted opportunity to bring the gospel to the men and women who serve in our military.
1: And one way to... uh to talk about this and to let people know about this is Armed Forces Sunday, and that's coming up. Uh, is that next month?
2: No, you know it's yep in May. Yep, I <laughs> what, think month is, what month <laughs> is it? Yes. Yeah, this, I, should, I didn't write that day. I should know. It's the sixteenth, I think, or around there. I'll have to look that up. We'll check our website. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so Armed Forces Sunday is uh, one of the days that we do set aside uh, and put out materials so you can educate your congregation and our our folks of how we reach out to the men and women who serve our. Our military. And then, of course, we have Memorial Day also in May, which is a, a very somber day. You know, sometimes veterans get a little quirky about the differences. So it is important to know mm-hmm. what Veterans Day is about, what Armed Forces Day is about, and what Memorial Day is about. You know, they're, they're unique things. So it's just being conscious of that is helpful. But yeah, just to see some way we could support this ministry.
0: Absolutely. So if. Backing up a little bit, how does one become a chaplain? If you could sum it up in like a, you know, a minute or two, what's the path to becoming a chaplain? If, say, there's a parish pastor who's thinking, that might be something I'd like to do.
2: Thank you. Good question, because it does matter where they're coming from. As a parish pastor, they can come in as long as they're under age 42, because it mm-hmm. is a young person's game. <laughs> and then also physically, you have to pass the uh, physical tests, I guess, or physical of the military. Um, but other than that, they are all hiring Air Force, Navy, and Army is really desperate for chaplains. And as I always joke, you know, they don't care what sort of faith group Because they're a government, you know, they're just hiring. We've got to fill 30 spots. So I always say we need to put Missouri Senate people into that spot, pastors, because they will get through there and they will make an impact. The other one is if if there are any seminarians listening or people are going to the seminary, there's another program for a route that way and they can contact us. And that's a a great way uh, of finding out what this ministry is like. But it really is, is you have a passion for this, we'll work with you. Just contact me and and... We'll let you know.
0: Very good. How do we find that information? How do we find Ministry of the Armed Forces information?
2: The best place is probably just the biggest picture is Armed Forces at LCMS on our webpage. But you could also, and I'm going to give you my phone number, text me at 571-234-0073. That's 571-234-0073. And I'd love to take your call.
0: Is your phone blowing up now with all those text messages?
2: Uh, I am L- it in my office. So.
0: If you go to lcms.org, you can find ministry to the Armed Forces on there as well. Um, and uh, is there a specific, is lcms.org slash? It's a backslash Armed Forces. Armed Forces, lcms.org slash Armed Forces. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today, sharing wonderful stories with us, and uh, God bless all of our chaplains and all those, uh, our servicemen and service women as well. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank you to for KFUO for all their support.